Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you want to perform at your best, have lots of energy, and lower your stress, the key is good nutrition. Yet millions say they just don't have the time to prepare healthy meals. What's the answer? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has an interview you'll want to hear. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Jill Weisenberger. She's an expert in nutrition and diabetes and the author of the book, The Overworked Person's Guide to Better Nutrition, Simple Steps You Can Take to Eat Well, Reduce Stress, and Improve Your Health. So what do you think the biggest problem is today with the average person's diet? There's a lot of problems today. You know, people are very, very busy, and it's not that they don't have good intentions, but their intentions get lost because they're overworked or overwhelmed, their kid has an ear infection, they have a migraine, their boss gives them an extra deadline, and so people don't put enough into planning. So some of the people I know who are the best planners, they plan everything for work, they plan their kids' activities, they are horrible at planning their food. They don't even think about planning their food. So I want people to stop trying to wing healthy eating and start planning for healthy eating. One of the first things you write about in your book is the importance of getting your kitchen organized. How does that relate to healthy eating? Well, if you don't know what's in your kitchen, or you don't have healthy foods, or you can't find the kitchen tools that you need to use, it makes things a lot harder to plan your meals and to get them on the table quickly. So just a couple of things that I'll toss out in terms of organizing your kitchen. If you have all of your cooking utensils on the opposite side of your kitchen from where your stove is, it makes cooking a lot harder. It makes it less pleasant and you're less likely to want to do it. But if you organize them so that they're in a logical place, that's very helpful. If you're the type of person who saves old cottage cheese containers or old margarine containers to store your leftovers, it's really, really easy to forget what leftovers you have because you can't see them. So to me, there's no place in a busy cook's kitchen for reusing those types of containers for storage. But probably one of the most important things is to stock your kitchen with the proper staple pantry items and refrigerator items and freezer items so you can put a meal together, lick split. So you might have the perfect meal planned out, but you get home from work late or your kid is sick or something like that. Well, there are so many options in your kitchen that you don't need takeout. For example, you can toss together canned salmon and some vegetables that you have and a little bit of light dressing and you have a salmon salad. You can pull out some things from your freezer that you've already prepared. There are lots of items in the book. I actually call it recipes on the ready. So there's lots of things that you can do to throw a meal together very, very quickly. How about a burrito bowl? So you open up a couple cans of beans and a jar of salsa and maybe some jalapeno peppers, chop up whatever tomatoes and onions you have, and you can make yourself a burrito bowl. So there's lots of ideas like that. So it's really important to just keep your kitchen stocked properly. You mentioned canned salmon a moment ago. How important is fish in someone's diet? Because I'll tell you, a good friend of mine eats healthier than anyone I know, and yet she cannot stand fish. Well, some people just don't like it, and that's really unfortunate. I think it's one of the foods that's really very important to the quality of the diet, and it's more so the fatty fish than some of the others. So the fatty fish would be salmon and tuna, herring, trout, 
king mackerel, these are the ones that have the omega-3 fatty acids in them. And we do see that as people age, the more fish or the more omega-3 fatty acids that they have in their diet, the less likely they are to experience greater cognitive decline. And it seems to be beneficial for the heart. And in some cases, it's beneficial even for other inflammatory problems. So I really do like my patients and my clients to eat fish a couple of times a week, two, three, four times a week, but vary the fish. Our guest on InfoTrack is Jill Weisenberger. She's a registered dietitian and the author of The Overworked Person's Guide to Better Nutrition. Jill, you suggest easing a family into lower sodium options. Can you explain how to go about that, easing them into it? Well, sure. You know, our food supply is really very sodium heavy. So for somebody to make the switch from the typical diet, which is about 4,000 or so milligrams of sodium or, or close to that, to something that's recommended is about half of what we're normally eating. So it can taste bad. But sodium is one of those tastes that we can adjust. So I do say let's ease into it. So why not take a can of regular tomatoes and a can of no salt added tomato sauce and mix them together? Or I had a patient in my office today, one of the things he's going to do is he's going to buy a bottle of regular V8 and a no salt added V8 so he can mix the two of them together and cut his sodium in half. So the good news is that our taste for sodium is acquired so we can adjust it. Any advice for someone in a family who needs to go it alone? Because there are some situations where a spouse or kids just aren't on board with healthy eating, and yet there's someone whose family has a history of heart disease, for example, and they need to make those changes. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, who we eat with really does influence what we eat and how we eat. But there really are cases where one person is on board and another person is not. And I hate for people to make two meals because that's a very time-consuming thing. But often we can just modify the meal. So maybe make an extra vegetable. Or instead of frying everybody's chicken, you can fry only some of it and bake some of it. Or even if you are going to fry the chicken, if the rest of the family insists on eating the skin, you can lose so many calories and so much saturated fat by tearing the skin off of your fried chicken. So there are some ways, but I know what you're talking about. It can be very, very hard. I've seen a lot of people work very hard at getting their family on board. But, you know, being a good role model is one way to improve your family's eating habits. So I would really work at not making two separate meals, but just adjusting the meal and really, really focusing on those non-starchy vegetables that we all need so much and aren't getting enough of. In your book, you write a little bit about garlic. Tell us a little bit, number one, about the health benefits of garlic, and then also you have a 10-minute rule about garlic. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, so garlic is related to onions and leeks. It's part of the allium family of vegetables, and it's studied for benefits in some types of cancer. It's also studied for heart disease benefits. But one of the things that we know is if we crush garlic and heat it right away, the heat destroys some of those cancer fighters. But if we can crush it 
and leave it on the kitchen counter for 10 minutes before we're gonna cook it. That 10 minutes is all the time it takes to stabilize those cancer fighters. So it's really very cool. All you have to do is crush it or chop it, whatever you're planning to do, just make that the first part of your recipe. So just chop and put it aside, go on and then at least 10 minutes later, then you cook with it. Jill, what would you say is the biggest reason that people fail when they try to change to a healthier lifestyle and diet? Well, my experience tells me that the biggest reason they fail is because they have that all or nothing attitude. So either I'm perfect on this diet or I'm no longer on this diet. So sometimes I describe it like on a 10 point scale. So you could be one where you are so perfect on your diet plan. You measure everything, you weigh everything, you calculate it all out and you never stray until all of a sudden you can't stand it anymore because who wants to live like that? And then, so instead of being this perfect one, you're all the way over on 10. And this is the people who I say, you know, eat anything they want because hey, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> Well, neither one of these are very happy places to live. I'd much rather people plan for dessert or an extra glass of wine or an extra appetizer when eating out than suffer to the point where they hate it and feel deprived and no longer want to work on their healthy eating plan anymore. So I'd rather you just work in those splurge foods. Jill Weisenberger, the author of the book, The Overworked Person's Guide to Better Nutrition, Simple Steps You Can Take to Eat Well, Reduce Stress, and Improve Your Health. Jill, do you have a website where people can learn more? I do. It is my name, jillweisenberger.com, W-E-I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. So it's jillweisenberger.com. Well, thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. I had a great time chatting with you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.